What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to the Playmaker Podcast. This is my very first interview with uh, the host from Wow She Knows Sports, Nikita Monroe Thomas. We go back, back since high school, <laughs> since the high school days, you know, sure. acting a fool in high school at Trenton Catholic. But yeah. let me turn it over to Nikita and give her give a, uh, her a brief introduction on who she is, what what's her podcast, and uh, what, what her plans are. So first, I want to say thank you for having me on the Playmaker Podcast. Um, so my name is Nikita Monroe Thomas. Like Reggie said, we we, we do go back from high school. Um, so my podcast, Wow She Knows Sports, um, I just started that podcast. Um, it is on Spotify, so you guys can go ahead and check out the first two episodes on there. A little bit about myself. I am from Trent, New Jersey, um, 28 years old, a degree in broadcast journalism. And um, that's just a little bit of brief introduction about myself. I appreciate that. So let's get right into it. Uh, so what's your motivation on starting a podcast and who are who motivates you in the broadcasting world or journalism world? So who motivated uh, me to start the podcast? Number one is myself. I honestly uh, feel like I motivated myself with uh, just stop just waiting around for people and just did it myself. I, I said I wanted to start the podcast, so I started it, came up with the name. And right now I'm just just slowly learning how to do it, slowly learning how to uh, put out product, put out uh, quality content. And who motivates me, number one who motivates me is Jamel Hill. She's a big, big, big influencer. I, I listened to a lot of her podcasts when she was with uh, Michael Smith, with his and hers. And um, I, I watch a lot of her interviews and how she conducts herself. She knows what she's talking about. She stands on what she talks about. And she owns what she talks about. And, and that's a big thing, being a black woman in this field. You really have to own and stand for what you say and, ha- and have the facts to back it up. And, and that's what she does. And I'm a really, really, really big fan of hers. And I hope this podcast, I can meet her and, and politic with her and learn some things about her. I like how you said mo- the motivation was yourself first, because mm-hmm. I can attest to that. Because I started a podcast probably two years ago, mm-hmm. and it was formerly Nightly Sports and Culture podcast mm-hmm. correct and uh i did five episodes and then i just stopped for basically two years mm-hmm. or a year and a half and i was just i was just fear the unknown because mm-hmm. yep i didn't want to i was too worried about what other people thought and like correct if they will listen or not you just got when you when you have a passion for something you just got to go out and do it and live with the results whether correct. people like it don't like it um, as long as you you're, you accept what you're doing and yeah. how you put the content out, then that's all that really matters. And yeah. then you have, of course, you have your close circle and friends and family who always going to support you. And hopefully they tell you not what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. I like that you said motivation was yourself first because you're your biggest critic. You're, you're your biggest fan as well. So I like that you said that. So. Going along with Wow She Knows Sports, I listened, and you, your last episode was pretty good. It was mainly on motivation, and um, I like that you talked about that motivation. We give some of my listeners a brief insight on what you talked about on that second episode. So the second episode, um, I did want to dive into sports, but I was I commuted to work, so I was on a train. I was really uh, contemplating what I want to talk about, and motivation just came to me. And um, like like Reggie said, you really gotta have that self motivation in yourself if you want to do anything. And and I talked about on that podcast with anything, whether you want to start a podcast, whether you want to start a business, whether you want to start a clothing line, whether you want to open up a garage and sell cars, you have to have that motivation in yourself that failure is gonna happen. But how are you gonna adjust to failure? 
fear is going to happen. We're going to fail. But how do you pick yourself back up? You get what I'm saying? And like you said, you started the podcast uh, two years ago. You had some hiccups, but you was able to pick yourself back up. And if you didn't have a motivation in yourself, you wasn't able to pick yourself back up. Correct. So that's what the second episode is about. Motivation and pushing yourself. And you guys listen to that episode. I'm telling you, you will be motivated in anything that you do. Because I'm telling you from someone that just started a podcast, I'm telling you, you can do anything you put your mind to, anything you put your stamp on for yourself. Yeah, I agree with that because there's a lot of people out here who, like I said, fear the unknown. They don't start that clothing line. They don't start that podcast. They don't open that restaurant because they just, they're scared. And yep. They don't know yep. what's going to happen, mm-hmm. how it's going to end up. But absolutely, if you never do it or never try, you, you'll live with that unknown and yep. of not knowing and yeah. uh, just always thinking, it's always at the back of your mind. Yeah, and you, what you if, live with regrets. And you never want to live with regrets. You want, you, you want to do things exactly that you that makes you happy. Whether, and you live with the results because, yes, yes absolutely. Like, I, I take it to LeBron. He he went to LA. Um, they're pretty bad this year. Correct. But I'm sure he he lives with that result. Like he Correct. that's what he wanted to do. That's what his family wanted to do. Correct. So what do you think about that? Like doing things you fear or doing things that may be unfamiliar territory for you how do you feel you go about that doing that well that's a, first of all that's a good question um i feel like fear you really have to be really mindful of fear because fear could really overtake your dreams and your aspirations because what if you would have let fear dictate okay i started the podcast two years ago i put the five episodes out i'm done with it i don't even want to do it no more um people not listening mm-hmm. you would have let fear dictate that but i'm telling you if you really hone into fear and let it um, move you and push you and drive you you would be surprised the outcome. I'm telling you, if you if you let fear really consume you, you'll be really ashamed at the results and really disappointed in yourself because you'll look up five, ten years later and you see all these people that, that pass you and you could have did the same thing. Right. Uh, yeah. And um, to go along with fear, I think other people's opinions, we take that to, I, I guess, literal. Oh, yeah, because like, of social media. Yes. Social media Social is, a, bit, is, is big, a gift and a curse. Yes, yes, absolutely. You get you get three likes, you think nobody's listening. Or yeah, yeah. You yes. see some people who get thousands of likes. Yes. They're the yes. most miserable people in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, like I said, I said on one of my episodes uh, as well, you have to be mindful of social media. You have to use social media for what's going to benefit you. Okay, so you have a social media platform, you want to promote your brand, promote your brand. But don't let other people's misconceptions of your brand or misconceptions of who you are cloud that you get what i'm saying like yeah i could a girl could post a picture half naked and get a thousand likes and i post my podcast and get 50 mm-hmm. but i know those 50 people and i know those 50 people is going to watch my or listen to my podcast she don't know the million people they don't know her they're not putting no money in the pocket you got to think social media is not paying you unless you're promoting something and getting paid from it so you have to be mindful of looking at people people's journey you have to be mindful people's journeys are different our journeys are different we both said in the podcast but I'm on your platform. You get what I'm saying? And when I come to about and I get my stuff together, you'll be on my platform. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. you can't be looking at that because that really clouds your judgment. Yeah. Basically c- comparing yourself to other people. Mm-hmm. You, we yep. got we to gotta stop comparing ourselves to the other podcaster or the other artist or the other rapper. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. just have to stay on your path and your lane and do what you got to do to make yourself the best Correct. artist or Correct. individual Absolutely. you can be instead of looking at that other person admiring what they're doing 
more than likely they're not admiring what you're doing. So Correct. why waste your time on them when you can be focused on yourself and getting better? Correct. So what do you think about comparisons and how important people make it seem like you you have always have to be compared to somebody? Why do you think that's up? I think it's just the times that we are in. It's just natural. Like you mentioned about LeBron, we compare LeBron to Michael Jordan. We've been comparing LeBron to Michael Jordan since we've been 17, eight years, 18 years old. So it's just the time we live in. Comparisons are what it is, but you have to know in yourself that you can't be compared to nobody. You yeah. have to know, you have to trust your judgment and your, and your journey of life that you can't be compared to nobody. I don't feel like I can be compared to nobody because I'm on this journey that God has for me. I don't know what journey they have for you, but I will hope that it's the best for you. You right. get what I'm saying? So we're both starting podcasts. We're up and coming. We could watch other podcasts and be like, wow, we can learn something from that. It's not a hating type of thing. It's a learning type of thing. And I feel like comparisons, don't compare. Let's learn. Let's build together. It would be easy right. for me to compare. Like, man, if they make a podcast, he, he has episodes, he's doing this and that. No, let me let me reach out and let me build with him. And then he learn from him. Maybe he can learn from me. And that's what the comparisons. It should be a build. It shouldn't be a comparison. I can help you with something that you don't know. And you can help me with something I don't know. So that's what I feel about that. Yeah, right. All about networking. Because there's one podcast in the, in our area, Trenton, New Jersey. Uh, the Podcast Brothers. They I think they do a really well, good job on bringing uh, guests on. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. interviewing. I think I did see them on Facebook. Um, yep. They recently just, they do their episodes in the Starbucks in downtown Trenton. So oh, they're awesome. they're uh they're moving along. Cause shout out to the podcast brothers, but uh, I like what they do. I follow them mm -hmm. on all social media, and I just I take little things. I watch their videos and they listen to their audio, and I take notes on what I think I can pull from there. Correct. Just to get ideas on Correct. how to make mine exactly uh, my podcast better, not just necessarily better than theirs, but just better for me. Correct. So that's what I do when I listen to podcasts. I listen to sound quality. Mm -hmm. um, I usually don't do that, um, but that's what I do now because I'm into this this business that I want to make, this brand. So I want everything right. to be, not perfect, but I want everything to sound great, look mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. And um, that, like we talked before, before we got on air, like you have to make sure you know what you're getting into before you get into it. Don't waste a lot of money Correct. on Correct. everything you see the celebrities have because they have the money to buy the thousand dollar microphone. Correct. Correct. But don't that don't mean you won't get to that point. But just right. be mindful that you're not getting revenue off the rip. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. spending three thousand and four thousand dollars on a laptop and all that stuff. Be mindful that, that you're not getting paid off the rip. And be mindful that if, if your only objective is for money, then maybe this is not the job for you. Right. So let's switch gears a little bit. So what's your plan for the podcast, so to speak? Like, who you plan on having guests, um, talking about sports, culture? What's your plans, your future plans and your present plans? My current plans right now is to stay consistent. You know, so I was I was going back and forth. I wanted to start a podcast. I started it. So now I'm going back and forth. I want to be consistent, but I want the content to be right. And I want the quality to be right. So sometimes you do have to wait and be patient and just give your fan base or what I call my, my people that listen family. You have to give them some type of uh, feedback. Like, okay, an episode is dropping this, but I want everything to be perfect. Like you said, not perfect, but everything to be good. Um, what was your, can you repeat that for me? Just basically what's your future plans? Do you plan on having guests? Uh, so my future plans, yes, I do plan on having guests. Um, that will be coming really, really soon. Um, once I get myself together with branding myself, I would definitely like to step out and have guests. Um, and what I really want to people to get from my podcast is I really want to talk about women's sports. Um, 
so it will be episodes coming up that will be about the WNBA. Um, I know a lot of people don't know about the WNBA. I know a lot of people don't watch the WNBA, but I'm a huge fan of the WNBA. I'm a huge advocator for the WNBA, and I just really, really, really want uh, people to just give it a chance, give it a shot. Um, I know the NBA is very entertaining. I love the NBA too, but I'm telling you, if you go to one WNBA game, you'll be very surprised at the talent level of these women. They are very talented, and they put a lot in their craft, and I just wish people would just give them a chance. And it's not a comparison to the NBA, and I wish people stopped. There's no comparison to the NBA. These are women professional athletes playing in their field, and these are men athletes playing in their field, and it's two separate. And people, if you if you look at it like that, you'll definitely have a more respect for WNBA basketball, I really feel like. To go along with WNBA, I, I used to go to a lot of New York Liberty games mm -hmm. back when I was younger, mm -hmm. and uh, Teresa Weatherspoon yep. was yep. one of the nicest female guards I ever saw. Yep. Yep. And, um, but what do you think they have to do to like better, I guess, brand or just get more insight or fans to the game? What do you think they need to do? Honestly, I don't know if this is going to be, I don't want this to be taken out of context, but um, the NBA, it has to be some type of team type of connection. You know how the NBA has the G League? Yeah. I feel like if there's some type of team connection with the WNBA, like the Lakers have, the Lakers and then the Los Angeles Sparks, if it was some type of interaction with the NBA and the WNBA coming together, I really feel like that could be um, something that could be successful for the WNBA. And also, it's just the WNBA doesn't have a lane. If anybody's a sports fan, you have the NBA, you have the NHL, you have baseball, you have uh, soccer, you have all these different leagues, but the WNBA, we have to squeeze into uh, right. certain fan bases, and that could become difficult when you're a league that a lot of people don't know about. You get what I'm saying? So I feel like if the WBA could come to a conclusion where it could have their it own lane, maybe that could be a, a type of successful. But it's, it's, the WBA is going up. It's going into its 20-plus season. So we can only hope that it continues to grow and continues to get better. And if anybody out there, go to a WBA game. If you don't go buy a ticket or anything, just to support. Because I want, maybe if I have a daughter, to maybe take her to a WBA game. Just fingers crossed that the league is around for that long, you know? Yeah, I saw a couple. The talent is there. I yeah, saw the a couple the highlights from the, the McDonald's All American Games. Yes. The female won the dunk contest, and yes. she was actually dunking, doing dunks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she's going to dunks. Stanford. Shout out to her. Yeah. Yeah, jumping over, yeah. jumping over a teammate. Yes, like that's impressive for uh, just a woman in general. Yes, a lot absolutely. of men can't do that. Exactly. Yes, um, I know I can't, but that's neither here or there. But, um, <laughs> yeah, women sports are they have the talent. I think it's just. The marketing side. Right. That's the that's the big thing. That's the big thing. Um, the marketing is very, it's very difficult because how do you market a women's basketball player? You have to have women in those type of positions. You get what I'm saying? So, um, that's where it becomes. You have to put yourself out there. So with this podcast, I hope that I can bridge the gap between men's basketball and women's basketball. And it's just a respect thing. I'm not trying to make nobody a Candace Parker fan. But when you watch her game, you're going to be a Candace Parker fan because that's just how hard she plays or a Nika Gumike or the list goes on. Uh, so many WNBA players, you know, so that's what I'm trying to do. You will hear a lot of women's sports. Either you're going to hear stats about it or anything like that, because I just want uh, women's sports to be broadcast on a, on a level that I don't see them being broadcast. So who do you feel is going to win the women's championship this year in um, college? You heard it here first on the Players Podcast. The Baylor Lady Bears will win the national championship this year. Who are they win? Who are they beat? They will beat UConn. Okay. They will beat UConn. UConn is always there. It just never fails. Gino, he just he knows how to get them. Yeah, and the thing about it is the talent level has 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 risen in women's basketball that now it's been two years since UConn won a national championship. 
That's so, a long time. Yeah, that's a long time. And they, <laughs> won, they won four in a row. Yeah. So, you know, so it's been two years since uh, UConn won a national championship. So the talent level of women's basketball is increasing at a rapid level. And every time I see these young players, either I'm watching it on Instagram or YouTube, they're dogs. They're just really advanced for their age levels. And any any uh, young lady out there playing basketball, you have to put the work in for yourself. Um, your coaches can only do so much. But also remember, this is coming from me. Your academics is number one. Um, if you have the grades to back it up, you can go to any university you want. And women's basketball, you stay there for four years. So why not get the best education you can get? You get what I'm saying? So um, I feel like, yeah, Baylor's on the women. Baylor got it this year. Right, so you got Baylor for the women's. How about the men's? Okay. <laughs> I'm not even going to sit here and lie to you guys. My men's bracket is horrible. I think when I looked on ESPN, I'm like 2 million. Ah, yeah, my almost bra- I, Yeah, <laughs> my bracket, I, I picked a lot of upsets. I think I'm got- 88,000. Okay, okay. Yeah, I got North Carolina beating Duke. 70 to 85. I got North now, Carolina winning. Hi, the score, the score, <laughs> I, I'm just guessing out there. The score might be high, but I got North Carolina winning. I got North Carolina. Like that's that. my favorite college basketball team. I got them beating Texas Tech. I don't like Duke, so I didn't even want them to have Where a chance. Where did Texas Tech from? They they play some defense. I watched the game last night. They they played Michigan. Michigan had about a little over forty points for the game. Oh, and Texas Tech has a top ten draft pick. So mm-hmm. that was my sleeper pick, and I didn't want to pick Duke to be in the championship because I I think if they get to the championship, they're gonna beat beat UNC. So I didn't, even want to, I didn't even want to take that chance. You know? Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah, my bracket is very interesting. I had Oregon beating, uh, who did they lose to yesterday? Ah. I had them winning. They didn't win. We know that. Virginia. Yeah, I had Oregon beating Virginia. <laughs> uh, they didn't win. So my bracket is shot. They continues to be shot. So Yeah, hopefully UNC wins tonight and Duke loses tonight. But that's just a, that's just a perfect world for me. But Yeah, I don't know. Zion, Zion is a very talented <laughs> young man. He's... <laughs> He's blessed. He's. Have you ever seen, you know, we've been watching college basketball since we was young. Have you ever seen a type of player like that? His what's his physical build. Not He don't never, shoot threes. Never. He don't shoot threes, mind you. Never. But still dominate. Because we've seen KD. You know, we've seen KD at Texas. That was disgusting. But KD was a seven-foot guard shooting threes. Even Melo was a Then, dog. then you got Melo, too. But Zion you know, Zion's just, different. He's just Did a he roll man. his ankle? Because he came back like he good. Up. He good. He a robot. But, uh... <laughs> He's just a different type of animal. Then he went to the perfect school for his game, Duke. And they got R.J. Barrett. They got Cam Reddish. The guard, good. The one that brothers in the NBA. Trey Jones. Yeah, he's really good. They have a team. I'm just, I, that's why I don't want UNC to meet up with them again. Yeah, we already good. beat them twice this year. Yeah. Almost beat them the third time, but nobody wants to play Duke. No, not late in this season. Central Florida almost, they should have won that game. Oh, yeah, they should have won. Big uh, tackle fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's huge, but I don't know if his game is going to translate to the NBA well, because we, the game has changed. Yeah, there's no post, no post playing in, in the NBA. So a seven six guy, what is really his benefit? Exactly. <sighs> exactly. Yep, yep, yep. Besides y'all mean and y'all mean career was short because he was tall. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So, so he had to retire early. Yeah, he had to retire early because of his knee, his knee problem. So, yeah, 7'6 in the NBA is not is no big. only person that's playing that height right now is probably Bovon on the Sixers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he then, hitting threes now, so yeah, he, he yeah. had to expand his game. Yeah, all the big men are expanding their game. You have to stay relevant. Mm-hmm. And it's harder to keep an NBA job nowadays. Oh, yeah. So. So, to go stay on the NBA topic, I heard you talk about MVP briefly. 
Yeah. So, who do you think is top three, the top three in the race, and who do you think will win? Okay, so the top three, my top three has changed since my podcast came out. So, I had to, <laughs> I'm going to go say it My top three uh, was uh, Giannis Harden and Paul George. Um, this The recent slide that the OKC Thunder are on has uh, led me to believe that it can't be Paul George third. They're just, they're losing games they're not supposed to lose. Even though OKC has had the toughest schedule, we know that. But from from the talent standpoint, they shouldn't be losing some of the games they've been losing. So right now it's Giannis, Harden, and um, I'll throw Steph Curry in there. I'll throw Steph Curry in there. And so Giannis is your pick? Giannis is my pick. I'm going with Giannis. I feel like the Bucks, the transition they made from last year, being seventh, losing over 30 games to now they're 55 and, what, 17. And the players around him are playing better. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, so he kicks out. He goes in the pelt, kicks out. He's shooting threes. Everybody, he's making players around him better. And I don't think we can say that for other candidates in the MVP race. And that's just me being honest. We've been watching Paul. We've been, excuse me. We've been watching James Harden for years. Mm-hmm. Who has he made better? Hmm. That's a good question. Who has he made better? That's just I'm not. I'm not trying to throw no shade at yeah. James Harden. That's just his game. His game is a one-on-one player. We could say this about Kobe too. We could say this about a lot of players as offensively dominant. Kobe big defense. I'm not trying to knock that, but had the ball in their hand a lot of times. The only person you really can't say that about is LeBron. LeBron has made players that shouldn't even been in the NBA All Stars. Took him to championship. Exactly that 07 Cleveland Cavaliers team. Come on now, <laughs> you bring up that whole roster from 2007 Cavs team. None of them are still in the NBA. Mm-mm. Some of them are coaches. Some of them are. And that's why players. I can't knock his finals record because I'm not going to say it's not fair, but it's it not an accurate depiction of the yeah. talent level. And I and I don't think people when they talk about oh LeBron is this in the finals. Do you do you are you saying that just because you want to compare him to Jordan, or are you saying that just because you don't like LeBron as a player or a person, mm-hmm. or are you really saying it because you have the facts to back it up? We're not sitting here saying that he's better than Michael Jordan, but no. you have to really go into effect. Like, did Michael Jordan have to play against a Warriors team with, with five all four All Stars, KD, Curry, Clay, Draymond, and don't forget Boogie? Now they have added Boogie. Boogie. They added Boogie. You get what I'm saying? Like. Don't get me wrong, Michael Jordan had some, some really tough Pistons teams he went against. But, no, it wasn't no... Five All-Stars? No, it wasn't five line? All-Stars, no. He, it, it, Jordan didn't drag players to the finals with him. And that's why I think people knock LeBron this year because they're so used to him carrying teams mm-hmm. that Correct. he's supposed to carry this Lakers team yeah. to the playoffs <laughs> and to the Western Conference exactly. Finals. That's what, That was the talk in the... Beginning of the year. Yeah, He's exactly. gonna, they're going to be top three, top five seed. They're probably going to make the West Conference Finals. Correct. Because of his his resume of Correct. doing that. Correct. So I think that's a knock on him just because of what he did in the past. And I don't think that's fair because, yeah, he he's talented enough to do that. But Correct, he is. In the Western Conference, it's a, it's a different ball game mm-hmm. over there. Mm-hmm. Sure um, is. Because in the Eastern Conference, you can win – 35, 37 games and, and make the playoffs. In the, in and the Western, run in the playoffs. Yeah, in the Western Conference, you got to have at least 45 wins yeah, to be an 8 seed. To be an 8 seed. And he playing another one seed. <laughs> <laughs> then you probably going to get out of there. Yeah, early. then it's, it's going to be an early exit. Yeah, so to piggyback off LeBron, the thing about it is you go to L.A., you got to really understand that that wasn't just a basketball move. That was for oh. his life and his family in general. You get what I'm saying? So you have to be mindful that the NBA, the checks you get from the NBA, it's not going to be forever. So you got to take the blueprint from LeBron, and, and if any type of decision you make, got to be for your family. At the end of the day, and that's what all these players are doing now. KD, he, K, 
coming out with a sh- he well he has a show on ESPN Plus on the app. Correct. Yep. Yep. Called yep. the Boardroom, I believe. It is. Yeah, the Boardroom. I watched the episode. It's pretty good. Similar to the shop. Correct. That LeBron did. Correct. People are being in movies, like producing movies. Correct. Correct. You have so, to have some type of other income other yeah. than NBA. And he's setting that blueprint. I'm pretty sure 99 percent of the league respects LeBron. They won't say it though. They don't say it. You they just, won't say it though. It's kind of like a. It's kind of like a secret, like. Oh, LeBron, go LeBron, but then it's like a man, he, he's No, yeah. like he's doing things that you wouldn't think of doing, and now you can do it so comfortably. Yeah, because he said that. Hey, he didn't get as much as backlash as I thought he would leaving OKC. Then LeBron got leaving Miami, and a lot of people like to compare him, but there's really no comparison. It's not opinion. even close. LeBron went to Miami. Miami didn't even make the playoffs a year before, exactly. right? Exactly. And so then, is is LeBron fault they called? Like I call you Red. Let's do the podcast. No, it's his fault. He called D Wade. Can I come? Let's go. He just get permission. Chris Bay, Bay County. Yeah. Was, yeah. It wasn't like they was together. They won 72 games. Correct. 73 games. Yes, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know who did that, but, you know, KD. That's, come on, now. 72 games, and you said, nah, bro. We we was up 3-1 on y'all, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go play with y'all. I never. I've been a competitor all my life. I played basketball all my life. I never. I went to Trent Catholic Academy. Never wanted to go to Trent High. Because we was just that type of, you get what I'm saying? It was just that type of beef. Like and even I, with that, like, come on. Man. I said he should. If he was gonna go there, just wait a year and then go that next year. Like you can't go right after. Like y'all just use up three one, like you said. Three one. And then you lose. You mm-hmm. got. And then you got. Draymond, you had something to do with Draymond it. calling you in the parking lot crying. crying. <laughs> and then you go there, and then. You win two chips, which is what you wanted to do. It's, but you, but it's he's a great not happy. business move for he's not him. Happy. Now he's he about to leave again. Guys, chips. So what, that's the thing about it. That could piggyback to what we were saying in the beginning, motivation. So what was really your motivation to leave in the first place? If now you got the championships, the MVPs, but it don't seem like you're still happy. You no. got a player on your team coming at you, calling you out your name and all that. So what was the point? If you just didn't want to be in OKC, that's fine. Just say that and be honest about it. I didn't like some of the things he did. Let Russ take a lot of the blame because we could all go back and watch that final, that uh, Western Conference final. Billy Donovan, a lot of people don't like Billy Donovan as a coach. I do. Mm-hmm. I, I just, from his 40 days, I'm probably biased for that. But his game plan was spectacular. Let's trap Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. But at that time, Steph Curry was in the past few years yeah. now. Yeah. So let's trap Steph Curry. So we trap Steph Curry. Now, now we up 3 1. Out of nowhere, y'all just wanted to start doing all your own thing. We, we don't blame the players. It's just, we just blame Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan game plan worked. He was up 3-1. His superstars started taking shots that they don't need to take. Westbrook took one, 40 shots in one of the games. Like, come on. And But KD had a blame in that, too. So okay. I feel like he let let the media just say, okay, it's Russ' fault. I mm-hmm. didn't like that. But he got the MVPs. He got the validation he won, but he'll never be better than LeBron. They'll never put no. him over there because no. he you did that. Right. Now, we can we can speculate talent because KD's. Oh, he's. He's, he's, he's top. Two and he ain't two. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he talked two and he ain't two. But he's only two because it's not an asterisk. I'm not saying it's an asterisk, mm-hmm. but it's definitely something you want to think about right. when comparing the greatest basketball player of all time. The greatest basketball player of all time, Michael Jordan, would never say, I'm going to go to the Detroit Pistons. Ever. <laughs> not even a thought. I'm not going go to the, I'm not gonna go to the Chicago Bulls after they, I mean, uh, yeah, when Detroit beat him up all bad and he was in the weight room. No, I'm not going to join him. Or go I'm gonna to get Boston better. with yeah. Barry Bird. No, no. Or Lakers with Magic Johnson. This time is different. <laughs> this NBA time is very different. Oh, yeah. And you have some players I think that's going to rock out. We got to see what Dame Dollars do. 
It's like, gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough because he has. You talking that about dog. leaving? Or? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He got that dog mentality that, bro, I'm not joining nobody. Westbrook, I'm not joining nobody. But it comes to a point, you 13, 14 years in, and you're like, man, I just want to be in an opportunity to win a championship. Honestly, I think I think he's different. He's a different type of I agree. person. Him and Westbrook. I, agree. I don't think they will leave. And Lillard said that on a podcast. I forget who podcast I was listening to, but he yeah, said it. He, he like, did say it. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not leaving. I feel like I'm doing my teammates a discredit if I leave them because then that's going to maybe lose them some money because they're not mm-hmm. – they might. He didn't mm-hmm. say this word for word, but basically he was saying, like, I make them a little better, so they're going to make more money in their new contract mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I make them better. But if I leave, they may be out to leave because, like, he, he was like, it's a business. Yeah, yeah, but that, that's the thing. A star player leave your franchise, it definitely can put a damper on any other player, especially when you're a role player. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've never been a role player in the NBA, you don't know that type of struggle because we've seen a lot of role players from – Time to time, you'd be like, dang, you was doing so good on this team, and then now you have to leave. Right. So a couple more basketball topics before we get out of here. One, Melo. What do you think Melo? So I, I spoke, I spoke on this like? briefly on my podcast because, you know, Melo was on the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, mm-hmm. last year, and so he got a lot of the blame that I didn't agree with. Mm-hmm. I didn't agree with a lot of the blame that Melo got, but, you know, they used Melo as a scapegoat. So, I okay, I accept that. But so now, okay, see – we fast forward, they have the same exact record that they had with Melo. Mm-hmm. So who's the blame? You get what I'm saying? And the thing about it is, I think the culture of the NBA has changed. I don't know if Melo game fits this this NBA, and I'm not, and there's no knock on him. Mm-hmm. When the last time you've seen a, a guy just post up, like a three, like a three just post up, and, and the players around him just watch? The game is just too off. fast for that, right? So, so I have to... Find a team that, that want to pass the ball to Melo in the post and watch him post up. Then, you, then Melo doesn't defend well. But a lot of players in the NBA don't defend well. So we could throw that away. Because you could, you could squeeze Melo somewhere. Mm-hmm. I feel like Melo could play in the NBA. Oh, yeah. I just don't know. I really thought he would be a great fit in OKC. Because in my mind, I thought Melo at this point in his career would be a knockdown three-point shooter. Yeah, that's what it looked like from the, all the summer workouts, the hoodie Melo. But I'm, I'm thinking like, okay, Melo, he, he shoots. If you go by his stats, he's always been a good shooter. So I'm like, all right, bet. Melo won't be a definitely knockdown deeper shooter, but they wanted him to do other things, and that wasn't, I don't think, his game at this at this stage in his career. My problem with him is I don't think he's accepting the role that they're trying to give him. Like, he still wants to be that star player, I think. Well, how do you tell a star player not to be a star player? You don't tell him. How do you, he going he gonna to turn out like Allen Iverson, like, he That's true. When he, you don't accept it, and then you force it. Like, look at D-Wade. He yeah. accepted it, and he's still averaging, like, 14 points 14, off the 15, bench. Yeah, off the bench, yeah. But you you accept it when you're in a, in a situation like that. D-Wade's in a totally different situation. When you think of the Miami Heat, you think of D-Wade. You get what I'm saying? What team do you think of when you think of Melo? You think of him in the Knicks, but it was yeah. turmoil. Yeah. You think of him in Denver, it was turmoil, too. So it's not that type of love that Melo gets. Which he is warranted because who, at that time nobody wanted to go to New York. Mm-hmm. So you think this man got his family in New York? He's putting as much as his heart there. You not bringing him no talent. People fail to forget that part. Melo had no talent in New York. Not just him. One season they won fifty plus games. Correct. But you gotta also think Melo took a lot of money. So That's at what some I point like. you gotta you gotta at some point you gotta put the blame on yourself. Either mm-hmm. you want the money or you want to win. And I'm not making either decision because I don't have no money. Okay. Me. Okay, <laughs> so if somebody want to offer me some money, okay, I, hey, you got to do how you live. Don't sell yourself short. Don't sell out. But I'm saying, 
I'm, I'm not the type of person that want to count people's pockets and say, oh, I take the money. You don't know that situation. Mm -hmm. When you're in a different type of tax bracket like that, your bills are different. Your bills be different when you're a millionaire. I'm not a millionaire, so I don't know. But if you ask anybody that's a millionaire, your bills hit different. You're in a different tax bracket. You got a different type of income. I got regular little student loan bills. But <laughs> could you imagine? And then you got you're a millionaire, so you're supporting all your family members. You're paying their bills. Like, come on, you don't want to start counting people's pockets. Right. And that's why I feel like people did towards the end. Oh well, don't forget you took the money in New York, wouldn't you? Wouldn't Most people would. Don't don't say it. Don't 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 do that. Don't do that because now it gets real sticky. Now you count people's pockets and you saying, oh, I wouldn't have took the money. I want to win. Where would Melo win at that time if he didn't go to New York? If he's going to play with LeBron, what him and LeBron going to do? They no, both need the ball. They both need the ball. So <laughs> we're just going to be, let's pass on the perimeter together? No, no, it can't be like that. Well, it, I, I just hope he gets on the team and not nobody, he's just retired. Like, he's not retired, but it seems like they're trying to force him out the league. Correct. I just hope he goes out, has a little farewell tour. It don't got to be extravagant like D-Wade's, but, like, yeah, just that's go gonna, out playing. Yeah, like, that's going to be tricky because all these teams, I think every team in the NBA seem like they have this small window to win a championship. Mm -hmm. And if you're not the type of player that can change their franchise or even help their franchise, there's no really need for you. And that's no knock on Melo. That's no knock on any player. But it's harder to get in the NBA now. If you're not on a roster – it's hard. It's hard. So I don't think a mellow is going to change the dynamic of any team. So what's the point of him? You get what I'm saying? Being on the team. Unless you just want his name alone. You're going to sell some tickets. You're going to sell some merchandise having Carmelo on your team. We know that. Because Carmelo's a superstar. Mm -hmm. Melo's a superstar, whether he's in the league or not. Maybe he got to take the Jamal Crawford or Vince Carter route and just. Go but his talent doesn't dictate that. I don't think he wants to go to those teams that have no chance of winning. That's, what, his, what, that's his problem. But what would he do on teams that have chance you, to win? Because he was just on the Rockets. And I thought that they got if they would have gave him a chance, he would have matched there. But the Rockets was going through some other turmoil. So, like I said, OKC did it. Let's blame Melo. So the Rockets does blame Melo. But if we can go back and really take a good look, it wasn't Melo's fault. Oh, no. The Rockets but, gave up some really good defensive pieces. To be, yeah, to be last in defense at that time. So it's easy to blame Melo. That's what it is. That's why I feel like Melo's being a scapegoat right now. And if he's in the NBA next year, he's going to be on a team that's not that good. That's just how I feel. All right, last NBA discussion. Rookie of the year. I don't know if you're following closely, but Luca or Trey Young? So look, I had the same type of view on uh, rookie of the year that I had MVP. It was real shaky at one point, but now it's it's uh is what's his name from Atlanta? Trey Young. It's Trey Ice Trey. Okay. I like that nickname too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Ice Trey, and the thing about it is, there's no knock on Luca, but Trey, the numbers he's putting up, and he's really, really making the the he, the um, Atlanta really uh better. Yeah. Like I didn't. He, he struggled in college. Mm -hmm. You know, I watched him in college. I'm like. But I didn't, it didn't doubt me because I'm like, these guys are one and done. So they already training. The year before they get to college, they're already doing NBA type of training. Yeah. They already know what's up. It's like a fast forward. I'm just trying to hurry up and They just there for six months for the yeah, season. Yeah, so it's, the thing about it is that the NBA going to have to address that. But that comes to a point where you're wasting the, the professor's time, you're wasting the coach's time. If you're just going to stay there one year, pick a major that don't make no sense. You right. get what I'm saying? So that's another topic for another day. But um, I really think he's making the Hawks a lot better and he's making them – uh, uh, attractive to want to play at. Why would I want to play with a young point guard 
that can shoot like Steph Curry, but willing to pass like a Chris Paul because he can pass. And oh. I don't know if a lot of people really watch this young man, but he can really pass the ball. And then he draws so much attention that the passes are easy. But yeah. he can pass the ball. I think it's Trey Young. Luca at one point he was doing very well, but the 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 talent level on the Mavericks is not as good. So he's doing so much that his numbers are just like not yeah. as good. Yeah. Because he's a young player doing so much, and that happens. That happens. So I I, feel, I agree with that Trey Young, but I agree because Luca he's been a professional. Yeah. What overseas. since fourteen? Yeah. Yeah. So he's been playing against grown men. So he's like a cheat code. And a little bit. <laughs> not too long ago he said, yeah, it's easy to score in the NBA. He said that. Mm. So you know, like when somebody say that as a rookie, mm -hmm. he's used to the game. Like yeah, he's, he used, he's yeah. used to maybe not the pace of the game because it's different overseas in NBA. But yeah, he's been playing against grown men since he was a teenager. So yeah, fourteen he's years paid old. Too, yeah. So, yeah, so that's why I picked Trey Young. And Trey Young putting the numbers up as well. It's not like oh, just give it to him because he's a real rookie. No, he he's been averaging after the All Star break. He's been averaging like twenty five and ten. Yeah, every time I look on ESPN, the stats is the shows about what he's doing. He's shooting a good percentage. He's making a host. Well known. Everybody want now selling out the arena. The Hawks. Yeah. Everybody want to see Trey Young. So yeah, it's Trey Young. I think it's Trey Young. Nothing against Luca, but it's definitely Trey Young. All right, guys. Well, I want to thank. I want to thank you again, Keita, for coming on the show. Very you. first interview. I appreciate you having. Uh, this is this is a big day. Yeah. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. But before I go, give me your social media accounts where okay, they can guys, find so your podcast. You can find my podcast on Spotify. So if you just type in "Wow, She Knows Sports," the podcast will come up. My name will come up. Also, you can follow me on IG. My personal IG is Queen Kita, Q U E E N K I D A fourteen. And my podcast Instagram is Wow underscore She Knows underscore Sports. So go in there and follow me, guys. And I really, really appreciate you having me, bro. Thank you again, and before I let y'all go, I want to thank y'all for tuning in. Uh, subscribe, do all that good stuff. I'm on every social media account. Uh, Instagram, The Playmaker Podcast. Twitter, The Playmaker Pod. Facebook, The Playmaker Podcast. Shout out to my guy, Mark Smith, with the Made Different hoodie. Uh, and this is The Playmaker Podcast. Let's change the game, guys. I'll see y'all later.